you know, man, there is a confidence that you don't see yourself. There is a untapped reservoir that once you catch on, man, it's no stopping you, man. It's just no stopping you. It, it doesn't even matter, you know? Yeah. <laughs> this is the last weekly quit podcast. What is up, you ledges? Hope you're all doing great out there. Welcome back to the Last Week Liquid Podcast. My name is Simon, and I produce drum and bass under the name Mill Street. And today I'm bringing you my chat with Terence, better known as Trek. Quick housekeeping, as always, before today's episode, we are on YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcast. If you can take just a few seconds to either subscribe or follow or rate if you're on Spotify and Apple Podcast. That really helps out uh, the show and it helps people discover it. So if you can take a second to do that, I'd be really, really grateful. Secondly, as always, check out the Discord server. If you're not in there yet, uh, do consider joining it. Um, It's just a fun place and an easy way for me to interact with you guys and get to see what you enjoy, the questions you want to get asked and that kind of stuff. And finally, shout out to my Liquid Legend supporters over on Patreon, Christian Smith, Elliot Berger, George Elliott, Graham Metcalf, and Nathan McKay. If you enjoy the show, if you tune in week in, week out and want to support it, Patreon is the place to do that. On to the episode now. First MC on the show, uh, a historic milestone in the history of this podcast. Really happy to get track on. Um, he's a, an MC and a, a vocalist that I really enjoy listening to. So it was really a pleasure to, to get him on. And because it was the first MC on the show, we had a ton of stuff to discuss. We talk about his origin story, moving from MCing live to the studio. We talk about what makes a good MC. We talk about how to build confidence uh, as an MC and as a vocalist in general. And a ton of other topics. Terence had a bunch of uh, really, really interesting insights, a bunch of quotes as well that I'm definitely going to steal. So I think you guys are really, really going to enjoy this one. If you enjoy this one, this episode specifically, because it's an MC, do let me know. Uh, I'm not hugely familiar with MCs in the scene, so if you do enjoy this episode in particular, let me know so I can invite uh, more MCs and feel free to send me suggestions as to who I should get on the show. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed this chat with Terrence and I hope you guys do too. So as always, thanks a lot for tuning in and I hope you enjoy the show. And we're on. Welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of the Last Week Liquid podcast. Today I have the pleasure of sitting down with Terrence, better known as Trek. Terence is a drone bass and hip-hop MC, which releases across the likes of Shogun and V Recordings. You can catch his latest release, Breaking News, alongside Winslow, out now on all platforms. Terence, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Uh, glad to be here. Happy to be here. Apologies again for turning up late. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, uh, it's funny. I didn't even realize that it was Daylight Savings here, you know, and yeah. uh, that happened pretty much Saturday. Yeah. And I said to myself, it's already five o'clock in the morning as Doc Scott's in town here. Mm. And um, I was just really shocked that it was five o'clock. And I said, I haven't stayed up till five in the morning in a long time. <laughs> in my mind, it was still three or four o'clock. So uh, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, what were the chances that we set a time and then clocks changed and, and then we didn't check? Changed. And then I was like, <laughs> shit, is it already 12 where you are? But, anyways. So, yeah. Sorry again for being late. I, hate people who are late at meetings or whatever so <laughs> i'll take the the blame on this one but uh yeah how are you doing, man how are you keeping you were busy with your birthday last week i saw plenty of good wishes on on facebook oh, and, the grams and all that it's yeah i mean shouts to everybody that wished me happy birthday you know uh that was super i took it more of a sentimental thing than anything than most years you know usually oh yeah thank you happy birthday this year, this year was more of a uh, thank you, seriously thank you, because uh, there's a lot of reflecting and a lot of things going on. And uh, mm. yeah, you know, good to know you, you're surrounded by really good people who uh, think about you. So Yeah. yeah. Did you get mm-hmm. to get up to anything special? Uh, did the family thing for the most part. Uh, you know, uh, 
I have a brother, me and him are like video game geeks sometimes. And mm-hmm. we were just pretty much, we bought like a couple stacks of, of uh, Coronas and played video games for the rest of the day. Nice. And then, uh, yeah, that, believe it or not, that was like the best time in the world. I don't know how, but it was. <laughs> it's and, the simple uh, things, man. Simple things. Simple things. And after that, uh, shouts to Tom Brewer. He uh, invited me out to the Doc Scott night. And Doc Scott played an amazing set, mm-hmm. pretty uplifting set. Man, it was a really good night. And I think I saw just about half of New York in there. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a really good thing to see, man. Sick, sick, sick. That was, and that's how it ends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm turning uh, 30 in, in four days. Ah, big so, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to ask what birthday it was for you, but me, like the three, the big three is coming. And that's like a big mm-hmm. one for me. So I'm kind of, I don't know how I'm going to feel afterwards. Ah. <laughs> uh. You know, you'll be, you'll be fine. And, you know, you'll be fine, man. I, I remember 30. Yeah. How, how did you manage moving, moving away from I 20s? thought I owned the world at 30. I'll say that. Much. Okay. That's a good feeling. Yeah. It's a great feeling. And uh, it's a bit, you know, it's a mature version of 20. This is, this is okay. more like it. It's, it's so 20 well. with more experience. With more experience. And just, it just feels like you're a big boy. So. Nice. <laughs> I, I'm not sure I feel that way yet, but <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, brilliant, man. Uh, really happy that you were able to come on and that you answered so quickly and that you were down to come on. Um, mm-hmm. You are the first MC on this show. Oh, first wow. First Roman-based MC after, what, this is going to be episode 78 or something. And okay. by no fault, well, partly myself not reaching out to a lot of MCs, but also trying to reach out to MCs and MCs just not getting back to me. Uh. So that's on you guys. <laughs> I've been trying for a long time. And, uh, but yeah, so first MC on the show, uh, I don't really know where to start because the questions are like so different and the topics are different, I guess. Oh, I love variety. I'll answer what I can, of course. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, let's uh, maybe just kick off just with your latest release. Uh, Winslow, a uh, good friend of the show, obviously, um, came on twice already. Uh, once or no, once. Uh, and all all round nice guy of drum and bass. Really um, good guy, man. So your latest track, breaking news with with him on his latest EP for for Hospital. How did that track came about? Uh, I mean, the long short is we would always think thinking of working together. Uh, when I first got put on to Winslow was mostly through a fellow named Valiant uh, over in Canada. And uh, we, you know, we had him on our, uh, you know, we do, we do a podcast here yeah. with Amani, me and Valiant. Uh, and we had him on the show just to, you know, showcase. And I just remember going to myself and this is pretty much just before the hospital thing happened. that I was like, Hey, this guy is pretty special. I'm kind of curious to what happens that this guy needs to be looked after. Lo and behold, you know, <laughs> this, <laughs> this guy was being looked after. And uh, the opportunity came with uh, with Winslow when he had the track. And uh, before, like me and him kind of laugh about it behind the scenes, how we were like, this is such a different track. He was like, yeah, I know. I'm just trying to be different. See? I was like, yeah, let me see what I can do. Let's have some fun. And lo and behold, we... We had a, a little did he know that we had something that was like really rolling and really bopping. And uh, yeah, I was shocked. I didn't realize it. And uh, shout out to uh, London Electricity as we had like a small conversation. And I just happened to ask him because the song wasn't out yet. Hey, so what do you thought of that track? And his eyes lit up like this. Mm. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, what? Oh, OK. <laughs> and lo and behold, here we are. You know, it's a very fun record. I'm glad that. It feels like we set off the year for drum and bass a little bit, you know, uh, and, and I'm glad the responses are still coming with that for the most part, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the, the great thing I, I think also with collaborating with, with Winslow is that, you know, he's going to go the extra mile for the promotion aspect of it. <sighs> and that's going to give like a second life to the release. Second life, I don't yes. know if you felt the same way, but. I love good promotion for good records. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is, uh, I think that is so needed, especially with the amount of drum and bass tunes that come out and suddenly so much gets overlooked, you know, most of these songs are, you know, most people want a little bit of a fighting chance to, for people to see their records and, 
see what's going on. So uh, for mm -hmm. us to have a nice platform to just be creative and do some things where we can stretch a record or give it give it the love it needs, mm -hmm. um, I'm all for that, you know, so long mm -hmm. short. Yeah, I'm happy for how everything turned out for the long Yeah. Yeah. Did, did, did you need some convincing to do the whole news anchor thing to promote that that track <laughs> so surprisingly <laughs> no um, over the last four i would say four four and a half years i've touched another secret something that i used i've always wanted to do and that's been video editing mm. and um i've always so when they were like hey so we want to try this we had some options you know i got friends who were like steven spielberg with it but I was like, hey, let me try it out. Let me just shoot my part. I got a green screen. Don't worry about it. And lo and behold, man, you know, I was like, you know, trying to be a director a little bit on my part of the thing. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, listen, it was just fun doing the record. It was just literally fun <laughs> to do the video as well. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, they let me do it. We send it back and forth. I believe Winslow was the one that put it all together. And uh, and here and here and there we are. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I, I I love that you mentioned video editing because that's the topic I wanted to talk about as well. I know you experimented over the years a bit more with video editing. Yeah. Is, is it important for you to like explore other things beyond just uh, the music? I like, this. like this. So from I would want to tell you if if my high school that I that I applied for would have kept their part in the reason why I went, I'd probably be more into cameraman, lensman work and video editing than into MC. Mm. Uh, so it's pretty much a small school and Chelsea Vocational, it's out here. Uh, we went there and the first thing they were saying, well, we don't have enough money for this. <laughs> we don't have no money for that. But I liked the school because of its location and where it was. And yeah, um, there was a music label that was not too far away by the name of Def Jam mm. and all these things were there. And it was just, it was just a whole nother thing. Cause I've always been an MC of course, mm. but, uh, I didn't realize how far, how far away I moved from, you know, from video editing and all the camera work and stuff until one day I had a really good talk with a friend of mine who just encouraged me said, look, you should look into it. And I did it. And I kid you not, I was a little kid putting hmm. pieces together, making all, of course, making my mistakes. And I continue to make every director or every video guy makes mistakes and they learn from it and they build. So it, I mean, to be honest, it's probably, it's a really happy space for me right now. I'm enjoying hmm. every bit of this whole new side of the world. You know, it, it, it gets complicated, but it's still fun. I don't, I don't see the pain in it. So. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love that man. I think it's it's something a lot of creatives chase is the feeling of when you're a beginner and you're everything's kind of new and you're trying to piece stuff together and over the yeah. years obviously you, you gain experience and it, the the novelty wears off and then you're like oh wow I could actually do graphic design and then that becomes a brand new thing <laughs> a whole <and> new thing. <laughs> So That's it's cool crazy. you found that. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Um, I mean, you know, uh, you know, there's been a couple of things where uh, I had tried to salvage some videos. And of course, uh, for a project me and Mav did, I did all the stuff. I didn't, I had to look back at that project and realize how much stuff I did mm. on the whole Sonically Speaking album, not realizing because I was so in. It's what I mean. I was so in love with what I was doing. I was like, what? I could just, <laughs> and it was just like, wow. And, you know, looking back, yeah, you know, it's crazy. And uh, one more story I'll share. We, so there was the Bellyman car bars situation where yeah. we did the, uh, all the MCs. Uh, that year, I hurt myself pretty bad yeah. on, uh, and had a big surgery on my knee and fell into a small of a lull. But these guys wanted to do a, a car bars situation and have a visual for it. So the the long short is that I don't want to give you all the details. It's I had one leg with a camera in the car that had me in the driver's seat, the passenger yeah, saw, seat, yeah. in the back seat. 
And I was, you wouldn't know it, but I was literally having the hardest time getting into every seat possible in the car. And uh, I guess that's love for me to want to go through all that pain to shoot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm crazy. I'm crazy. Yeah. Boy, but uh, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at level wise with the, the, uh, the power of, 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 of video editing and shooting and stuff. So it's a yeah. lot to learn still. So, yeah. Yeah. But it's a fascinating skill to have, I think, because it allows, I think, storytelling on a whole new level. If yep. you look at like coming back to Winslow again, and I know he's listening to this, so big up to Winslow. <laughs> but, uh, he does a lot of videos, obviously, for on on his YouTube channel and dissecting topics and being a producer and and all that. And the way he edits everything together really brings it to life. Whereas if you were just uh, this is obvious, but like if you're just reading it off a page, it doesn't mm. have the same impact. But when you manage to create all this animation around it and all of that, it's yeah, something I'd love to do one day as well. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I would say jump in, man, and let 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 the pains be, you know. Yeah. Jump in and let it. It's it's. I swear to you, like I didn't. I have friends that I've known for years that, and I never. I I respected them so much for what they did that I never really tried to be like, what's this, what's that, because I just felt like I'd be annoying them and like you know. But then I just went ahead one day and did it, and now they're like huge supporters. Of you know, they helped me out on the side with, with uh, a lot of small things, you know. Mm. So mm. Uh, yeah, man, it's, yeah, it's it's a fun it's a fun space to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so so just going back in time because you mentioned school was so was going into filmmaking your original creative love or your passion when you were younger. I had a high curiosity for uh, visuals. Like I remember, I mean, we're talking about junior high. And my favorite class was was uh, pretty much camera tech. I forgot what it was called, but it was like it felt. You know, he he showed us how to hold a camera, and you know, I'm like maybe 12, 13 years old, and we were shooting like little interviews. We shot the pizza store, you know, things in the community, and I always like was so like yeah, I would love to do this. You know, I was always like super eyes open. So I just figured, you know, when high school comes, uh, you know. But I was also good at rapping, of course. I wrote, and back then, in junior high, I ghost wrote for friends, and they would go and take the fame whenever they got on stage and mm. rap the words while I was like, oh, and they'll play it along. <laughs> so, um, you know, they were always hand in hand for the most part, but my eyes were so, so much into visuals, crazy. Mm. But then, you know, writing has also been a savior for me. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you became good at something else and then that kind of pulled you right. away. And yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to be asking a ton of like probably stupid questions here because again, you're the first MC on this show and it's... That's uh, okay. Don't worry about it. It's All a, the MCs are proud. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a word I'm really, really not familiar at all with. So to, when you were mentioning ghostwriting for for other MCs, how, how does that work exactly? Is that... What was uh... that Ghostwriting is pretty much uh, some people can say a rhyme, maybe they possibly write it. And I don't want to say that so hard, mm -hmm. but just on a level of like, I might have an idea that may not fit me, mm. but it might work so great with this person, you know, and if they buy into it or whatever, they'll go ahead and, you know, say, I mean, the time that I was talking to was for like, you know, giggles, you know, uh, these, they wanted to show, they wanted to show the, you know, it was like one of our big uh, school class, uh, auditorium moments and these girls and this guy, they wanted to really shine and have some hot rounds with the band playing behind them. And it was left to me mm. <laughs> for some reason to write the rounds and they worked and they were so happy for it. And I was so happy for it, to be honest. Yeah, you know, because I didn't have at the time, to be honest, I didn't have the guts to be on a stage and do what mm -hmm. they were doing. So that was a whole another level of a thing. But yeah, ghostwriting is just somebody, you know, you filling in the, the words for somebody else so much in so many ways, mm -hmm. um, you know, conceptually and, and, and just whatever it is, you know. Yeah. So it's, it's also a fun space to be. But of course, in the world of hip hop, 
if you go if somebody doesn't write their own lyrics they're somehow seen as you know yeah whatever it's like dude you know yeah get over let everybody get over themselves for a little bit because <laughs> you know i can understand more of the braggadocio stuff where if you bragging and boasting all right mm-hmm. you didn't write that's not you bragging that's somebody else bragging. but if you're talking about the more conceptual musical things that you know that's a whole nother you know that's a whole nother level to me so i yeah. you know i mean if somebody wants to write something for me and it works then i, I would definitely look into it you know so yeah yeah, yeah and i'm guessing if if they want to you'll credit them whenever you're oh, promoting please, the yes. track and stuff like that so it's not like it's a big secret or anything it's not a big secret yeah they're the yeah. secrets yeah the secrets you you pay for secrets is the best way to say that you mm. know what i mean if you don't want anybody to get credited you should take care of them so, yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's interesting i know like ghost producing is also something that happens but i don't know probably not in drum and bass because there isn't the money to uh, <laughs> actually no, find ghost it, so. producing happens in drum and bass okay yeah, well, I know in bigger genres it's a, uh, it's a uh, more common and it's yeah quite frowned upon. Mm-hmm. I I've never really thought about it. I don't know what my my stance is. I I think I pre- I probably align with you that if if an artist is like bragging about their tunes and whatever, but it, they're not producing them or whatever, that yeah I'd see an issue in that. But otherwise, it's like art is always collaboration and inspiration and feeding off each other and stuff like that so absolutely where, where's the line in the end <laughs> and and in, and also in the end everybody makes the record what it is everybody involved so there isn't any like uh nobody's left out or should be left out mm-hmm. in that in that respect so all right this guy may have not been able to write this shakespearean styled poetry but he damn sure delivered it better than the guy that wrote it or whatever or whoever you know Mm. And, and and um I guess in production it's a little bit more trickier, you know, because I do feel everybody's at the table. Yeah. And the idea needs to come together. And if somebody goes, let me do this for you. Yeah. And they walk away. You know, there's a lot of people who are part of amazing records who are big names who just did this and went their own way to help mm. somebody else out in some form. Yeah. Uh, because of vibes it's it's literally because of vibes there's no there's no if i put this down i want 50% or you know it's, yeah. it's just we're all in here trying to make something happen you know so yeah now if you make a million i hope you come it's, back and say <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I, uh, oh. I, it's funny i think i read it or i saw somewhere in a youtube video or something uh, this week that like i i think it was dr dre's first album was like really like either produced by other people or stuff like i had no idea it's really not a yeah <coughs> sorry a genre i'm really familiar with but that felt a bit strange i guess for such a big artist yeah J- jack the dre puff daddy a few others you know a lot of these guys had people uh putting their ideas together i you know there's there was there's a different there's a different name for producer sometimes a producer isn't a beat maker Mm. But that's the tricky part to it all. Um, So you may have an idea and I might come through and be like, hey, I like that, but let me do something with this. Mm. And I'll do a little something and get this artist on it and then get this person on it. And you are the producer and I'm the producer. So I just help produce this record. Yeah. And, you know, I I guess everybody still gets credited, but I will be seen maybe for namesake maybe for you know just the fact of what it meant to have this thing become what it was yeah yeah, yeah. that person becomes the uh you know the prior the primary person that's name seen on the record the name on it yeah. yeah yeah um it, it's it's a it's a it's one of those worlds man yeah it's one of those so if you're not comfortable with it you, your best bet as with anything else is to speak up and have the communication yeah yeah, but, yeah. you know and that way you can come to a conclusion faster than to see a record take off and you're like, well, what's going on? And why am I not, you know, nobody yeah. knows I did this record. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, know, it happens though. It's a tricky world. And mm-hmm. in drum and bass also with the whole like sampling culture and are you allowed to use samples from which era and all of that, like the whole concept of ownership and, uh, 
yeah, who wrote what in and who in wrote a, what and yeah, yeah, that's it's a really interesting. Yeah, it's a, and I can I kind of guess that only that's only happening now, mm. or over the past couple of years, simply because the scene has been uplifting itself a bit, you know. Mm. Um, because before then, I remember you could just sample away it, like we'll put it out, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And uh, now, now it's been like hard replaying or hard ways of manipulating the record, so it doesn't, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's, you know, I'm a huge sample guy, of course, too. I love samples before anything else, but the business of samples is it's it's so shitty that, you know, you want to know you don't know what you'll get away with or what you won't get mm-hmm. away. with. And uh, it's some in bigger labels and people in higher spaces won't take that risk unless they know. Yeah. So uh, it's yeah, yeah, you know, it's a it's a, it's a tricky world. My advice to artists is be yourself and don't mm. and don't care about anything. Just yeah. be yourself, and then when you get to these uh, these spots of uh, you know uh, of questions, you know, eventually something will give. You yeah. know, you'll know. The answers come. The answers come. You just got to go ahead and put it forward, though. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so go, going back again uh in time uh so you mentioned ghostwriting because you weren't that comfortable uh I guess emceeing or rapping your, yourself do you, do you remember that period of time and when you kind of became comfortable oh man that's a hell of a question man um so like I grew up a good amount of my time being a proper shy fellow. I still I'm still shy, I believe, in some form I am, you know. Um so like, you know, it's always the introverted ones that have all this power creativity in them. And uh eventually your time comes where you get encouragement from your friends, uh somebody wants somebody uh you might get into your first rap battle. You might even be prepared, but you say something and everybody in the room is screaming, oh, my God, what did you say? Oh, wow. And this, you know, this other dude who was like, like super confident, like, oh, really? I didn't know. And, you know, um, but yeah, high school was probably where it really began in Chelsea. Like we, we I guess we had like an ill cipher on stage for for our, our senior year situation. And uh, I just lost it to be honest. Mm. I lost it. At the time, we were close to, uh, I was in a group, and we were close to getting signed to a, uh, to a label that uh, dealt with uh, the leaders of the new school and all these guys. And we were kind of seen as the next thing. And I was still shy then. I wasn't ready for anything. But we got on stage with my friends from high school, and this footage of me just like losing it. I was like, oh, I was like, I, I started loving it for some reason after that, you know? Um, yeah. yeah, and I think that may have been the first steps because I want to say even after doing that, it wasn't necessarily, let's go to another stage. Mm. It it was how I'm, it was, I'm intimidated by the artist on that stage because he's so damn good that I don't want to go up and mess up that goodness, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like always this, Little these little baby steps are moving forward to getting to those spaces and getting your confidence because it's all about confidence at the end of the day. Yeah, to, uh, yeah, to uh, get it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do, do Do you have any advice on building confidence? Because I know that's a big thing for upcoming or beginner MCs, but also just singers in general. It's a much more vulnerable position i i feel at least personally when you're creating art like when you're a producer you're hiding behind your your production you know it's when it's your voice singing it's a whole other level of like this is me and vulnerability how did you kind of i guess build up confidence and what advice would you give to to other others uh so there's there's a couple ways to answer that The, the overall answer I could say is try and care enough until you don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you get to the don't part, you will see a lot more things happen than the struggle, you know, the, the journey to uh, making sure everything sounds cadence good or making sure the words are properly and, and then memorizing, 
And then, you know, is you, you shoot yourself a lot in the foot when you, uh, when you uh, overthink. And uh, that's natural for, for a lot of people. You want to really be at your best. But at some point, after you do all this, you have to come to the conclusion that, uh, you know, you know what? It's either I don't like this or I like this and I don't care. Like, literally, mm-hmm. I like this and this is what it is and this is how it is. It's, it's something about that part of the attitude that makes it what it is. Yeah. And, um, and once you, you know, some people understand it for a long time and other people make visits to it. And that's the best way to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that's for the overall confidence. But as far as like techniques and, and situations of the sort, you know, it's like it's like a scribble book, man. You got to scribble in the book until something shows, you know, um, <laughs> you got to you know, show up and don't be scared to try something you never tried before. It doesn't, you know, you know, uh, it, 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 the more embarrassing, the better, the better learn. Mm. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, I wish I learned that when I was young, too, as well, as I'm saying this, but uh, it's just, you know, man. You once you there is a un, there is a confidence that you don't see yourself mm. there there is a there is a untapped but tapped reservoir that of like you might be like just letting out frustrations and within the letting out the frustrations you don't see that there's this little good good amount of good energy within you that you're blasting with it mm. and of course negative but it's what you want to see and how you see it yeah but, uh, once you catch on, man, it's no stopping you, man. It's just no stopping you. It's just not. It, it doesn't even matter, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I think uh, practice makes perfect. Uh, and figure, you know, and it, you know, you, you will figure out your signature with pounds and pounds and years of work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I love that quote, man. I'm going to steal it. Like, I, I don't know how you phrased it exactly, but care enough until you don't care anymore was right. something like that i i love that because that really translates the the fact of like care enough so that you actually work on it and work and craft and like build your build your craft etc yeah. until the point where okay from now on i'm gonna stop caring and just actually do it uh, yeah it's a great summary i love that yeah yeah i mean figure it out by the time you uh have it together it's this great piece of work that you believe you might even come across and say, this is the best thing I ever done in my life. <laughs> then you walk up in this room and it's like, you know, a lot of uh, tastemakers and friends and people, man, let's, we'll just say friends for now. And you're like, you got to listen to this. Then you hit the play and the button and everybody goes, that's eh, all right. <laughs> and you're like, what are you not listening? And you know, why drive yourself crazy? Get your statement out, get your flows, do it at, do your best, man. Just do your best. Mm-hmm. And after that, let it out and then don't expect. Because what sometimes the things that you think are amazing may not be, and then it's stuff that you think that isn't amazing is the stuff people go crazy for. So don't drive yourself crazy. Just, mm-hmm. you know, and I also take that same idea to with me when I do uh, videos and shooting as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it, it's a... Uh, it keeps me humble enough to see forward at least. So hopefully I, somebody out there is hearing this and going, yeah, he's right. Jack's I'm sure, right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure this is hitting home with a lot of people. I love that advice. And I think it applies beyond emceeing or, or rapping, just mm-hmm. any artistic endeavor where you're kind of being vulnerable and putting out your art. And I think that applies to, to anything really. I love that. Um, so yes, stay on the, the MC, emceeing topic is... Again, first MC on the show. <laughs> uh, gonna hit you with some hard questions, but what makes what makes for a good MC uh, on on stage? Uh, perform uh, stage wise. Yeah, we can get into the studio afterwards. Uh, stage wise is presence, presence, format, and a bit of spontaneism added. Uh, speaking for myself. I want to make sure that I fit in with the crowd rather than the crowd fitting in with me. 
Mm. So whatever the crowd is at, I need to be there. You know what I mean? I have to check the crowd. I have to check myself. You know, um, you know, that will put you in a great space overall for you. You know, you may not measure up to whatever went on after, you know, after before you, because whatever happened might be the greatest thing that ever happened in the world. And here you come. <laughs> and now you have to figure out how do you make sense in this? And, you know, you know, also, you know, I guess that also involves namesakes and people who are, but if you don't pay attention to that, here we go with the not caring, go on yeah. stage, do you have fun, do all the things, you know, that makes you, you as far as, you know, but definitely keep the crowd just enough interested. And mm -hmm. I guarantee you will be way happier with the, with the final, you know, with mm -hmm. the, how that results, how the results show, because yeah, yeah, I like that. I, yo, these dudes rock, but I really like what those guys did at the end. You mm -hmm. know, um, it's all possible, man, because people are there to be entertained and to be and to have fun and enjoy and release. And yeah. anything that leads to that is great. So, yeah. So, so how do you practically when you're on stage and you might be like probably nervous and you're like, how, how do you actually check in with the crowd? How do, how do you get that feeling of, OK, they're on this level and I'm not really on the same level and I need to adjust. How, how do you perceive that? Uh, <laughs> I, I was going to say just by opening my mouth, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, you get on, you know, um, you check things out. You want to see where people are. For me, every MC does it. Everybody wants to see if they're even going to bother listening to you. And so I might be like, yo, how's everybody doing? And everybody just goes, you know, they lose it. And, mm -hmm. and that kind of lets me know where I'm at. So let's just say when I say that five people, only five people react to that. Mm -hmm. I already now know that I need to just speak to those five people. Yeah. Because those five people are going to turn into 10, turn into 15, you know, it's before you know, oh, the whole okay, night yeah. is all I, going yeah. to be in there, you know. Um, but if you're not necessarily the type to want to interject, my advice is to also don't let get people in the face. Okay. Don't, don't, don't do it. Do Why not do it because you might freeze. You may not like you might, or you might just misjudge the reactions mm. and your best bet is to look at the heads and look at the overview. That mm. way you can just, you know, you can still be yourself. You can even put yourself in a daydream just mm. to get past a bit. But, uh, you know, you know, and let's be honest, man. Sometimes people could be mean. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, uh, and sometimes people don't react right, and and artists are very fragile sometimes. Yeah, and they don't, you know, they may not, re you know, I've seen some things happen in my time. So, <laughs> uh, but overall, it's just people know if, especially if people know who you are, then your job is pretty much halfway done. You just need to be the person yeah and let it go and uh that's where it starts you know it, but mm -hmm. it's a it's a builder and it's a confidence builder and before you know it you'll be just you'll be in your own place and people will recognize you for you you know yeah yeah you know i love that it's mm -hmm. this is fascinating to me man honestly like <laughs> I, <laughs> this is all new stuff to me and to coming back to like learning new stuff and being excited and being a beginner this is all new stuff to me it's i find uh, it fascinating you so, so you mentioned uh presence you, you said format yeah, format What's that is, exactly? when I say format, uh, everybody has kind of a layout. Everybody that's on stage, you know, some of us are great off the head freestylers. Some of us have certain words and, and raps that we always say at the joints. And they all get sort of just laid out in a certain way. So they doesn't mm. sound so redundant in, in situations. and. You know, let's be honest, like drum and bass MCs, when we're like with a, another DJ, you're on it for two hours. You know what mm. I mean? So you, you have, you got to, you, you know, you, you're feeling the vibe. You got to make sure you're pushing the sound. DJ's got to do his part as well. And it's just got to look like a marriage. And yeah. part of that marriage is how diverse you could be within the set itself. And, yeah. uh, you know, because once redundancy hits, everybody sees it. For yeah, the most part. yeah, and it's like I've heard that before. 
Right. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, this guy said this or what. So you just have to. And then is and at the and at the same time, there are MCs who could say two, three words and the crowd re- repeats every line for them because they put in that years of of that classic verse or that classic saying or whatever, you know. Mm. And uh yeah, that's so format is what you came to do and how you're going to do it along the set. Yeah. You know, uh yeah. Is 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 there a part also of emceeing uh with the same DJs like DJs you know that 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 helps you in your performance or or not so much? Uh yeah. Um yeah, I mean, MC uh DJs who who love you are the greatest <laughs> DJs in the world to be honest. You know? Um I've been lucky, man. A lot of guys who come to New York, they all really can't wait to play a tune or two with me around. And so it becomes easier for me to just be like, oh, he's going to play new this song. He's going to play that song. You know, high ground, sure, let's go. Um, mm. And it gets snuck in and, you know, it's a great vibe. And, you know, it just creates a more of a bonding between everybody. Crazy because... The hometown crowd is happy that they're, you know, the the, the one of their one of their own is, yeah, you know, getting loved by this more higher, you know, higher dope DJ that's showing it. And then if I'm on stage with them, I'm performing a record. It's just a whole other situation as well. So, yeah, um, I I love when that happens. To be honest, so I love yeah. when that happens. I'm always grateful when it does. So, yeah, yeah. And so moving to the. The studio side of it. Maybe before jumping into that, when did you kind of move into the studio, like writing, recording your vocals? I guess that came a bit afterwards. Uh, writing and recording started way early for me. You know, we used to have composition. I used to have. I still got. I probably still got them at my father's place, like just pounds and pounds of stacks of composition books just filled with mm. all kinds of writing from from light to dark to dirty to things I shouldn't be saying <laughs> you know what I mean and you know it first started there how I know and then I got into the uh, I'll, I'll try to combine both questions a little bit so sure. I got into the booth and how I write first and foremost it just looks ugly and then number two I'm scratching lines out that I don't really scratch out clearly. And not, and then I'm in there sometimes not so prepared to, uh, this is the early me now, like not sure. so prepared to uh, record. I'm just trying to feel my way through it. So that kind of situation leads to way too long in the studio to try to get things out and done. Um, you know, if you're lucky, you're not paying for it, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, but, uh, but even if you're at a homie's place, they're going to be like, come on, bro. I know you could say the word cat, bro. There's nothing <laughs> wrong. You know what I mean? And, uh, so, you know, um, you know, the better prepared you are, the more you really, the records you really want to do, you get them. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's how I feel about it. If you're stressed, you need to look at, you should really look into yourself as to why you're stressed because you need to get that situated fast as, as you can because you're going to go in there and you're going to do this and you're going to have to, you know, figure it you You know, I think one of my first times I ever tried to like just do something where I could just thought I could will it in. I remember the guy just, he says, yo, T, man, this, this may not be working, you know. I was <laughs> like, what do you mean? He's like, yo, bro, this, yo, I hear what you're saying, but it ain't. Think you need to like really learn those lyrics, you know. <laughs> Think you need to reread that page real quick because I'm not gonna sit here all day with this nonsense. And uh it was a learner's for me right then and there. Because yes, love. you know, yeah, it was tough love. And you know, I think just about that time rappers were talking about one take this and one take that. Mm-hmm. So now they're putting more peer pressure on you as if you need to. And the truth is, a lot of cats follow artists who do these one takes, but don't know how many times those artists have to beat those lyrics into their head mm. before they went into the booth. And, uh, you know, um, I think preparation, it just means that preparation is the best practice for you to move forward and you'll knock it and yeah, man, feel it out, man. But the better you are prepared, the easier time will be in the studio. Yeah. yeah. 
So just on that one take thing, is mm-hmm. is comping not so much of a thing in in rap and emceeing? Uh, like, say that again. Uh, c- comping like comping vocals because I know in whatever like vocals sung vocals in in pop or even drum bass like the the singer will do like 30 takes and then oh. you'll pick like this sentence and this word and this word and comp just all the best words oh no together. that's still running rampant okay that's still running rampant and everything uh so you gotta blame frank sinatra i blame frank sinatra <laughs> what do you do? i know r.i.p do the great you know <laughs> mr blue eyes himself People want to go in and make it seem as if I can just say these words and everybody loves it. <laughs> everybody loves it. The end. Yeah. And uh, as as folklore goes, he would just say it, and he's gone. Okay. And he kind of lived. He kind of lived a lot in life, even with acting, where it'd be like, "Yo, this guy, the director wants to take another take," and he's like another take didn't we just get it yeah it's great so what are we doing it for i'm out here <laughs> and then just go on and you know you got your G's, your biggies and everyone else who uh kind of live with that same idea but the hey listen man like it's it's practice and if you're ready to put in that practice to be able to uh have that kind of like you know mechanics working within you then should then god bless you know um mm. you know personally for me I like to uh, keep looking at things, so I'm a little I'm a little unconfident, but I'm not unconfident to the point that I can't get things done. I'm just trying to see if there's any more in me about it now that I'm saying it out into a mic. Mm. And you might learn a lot within those situations as well. Yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I never really understood the the I don't know appealer of like one takes. Because in the end, it's you're doing it for, well, I, in my opinion, you're doing it for the listener, like the the person listening at home or wherever, and you just want the best version, the best product for them. Absolutely. Yep. And so, if that takes twenty takes and cutting up and selecting the best phrases, then so be it. I don't know. Yeah, there is there is a uh, there is a uh, people who believe that that's the way it should go. And then there's people who say, well, maybe, you know, it's, it's, it's almost ideal that your first take is usually your best take mm. um, because that's your initial thought of yeah. how you feel when you're in there. So when you're in there, whatever it is, this is the standard. And maybe there's possibly another better take than your first take, depending on how you feel afterwards. You know, you might, Oh, I maybe I just a little bit more energy, or maybe I can, you know, flip and turn some things around. Um, but your first take will always be the you, you know your tone and everything, because that's I believe that's what you're thinking initially. Mm. This is how I want it to sound. Yeah, yeah. and um, yeah, that uh leads into where it leads to. But uh, you know, it's a creative world. We build blocks. We we knock them down. We rebuild them. We replace yeah. them. You know. So I don't really believe as well that we just just put the blocks up and that's it. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> you know, but that's just me. So <laughs> no, no, everybody's entitled to to their yeah. opinion, obviously. But um, yeah. So, so so moving on, then when did you? Sorry if you got this question like a million times, but like when did you discover drone bass, and especially <laughs> I guess bom, bom, bom. especially like for a a US MC where obviously hip hop is is huge. When did you kind of, I guess, make that shift and what convinced you to spend so much time in drone and bass? Yeah, this guy's going to love, he loves this question as well. Uh, shouts to IQ. I, uh, DJ IQ is one of our New York City zone, hip hop, junglist as well. Uh, really dope guy, man. Really cool. He was, he's, you know, he's pretty much my brother so much, brother from another. And uh, we met through another DJ. And uh, at the time, I was working at a, at Def Jam for a while, and he wanted me to introduce me to a fellow who does beats, and they wanted to do a mixtape and do some amazing things. And at the time, I was like, hey, yeah, you know what? Maybe I'll just mess around and rap again or something like that. And uh, going to his crib a couple times, he was pulling out records uh, from, uh, you know, just from UK-styled records. 
and he was playing this and he's playing something from Bambada. He played some craft work, he played just a whole bunch of records. And I was like, hey, I just heard this on the radio with my brother. Um, and we were coming back from somewhere and he was saying, yo, this is going on in the UK. And it was like, you know, you hear all the Yamens going everywhere. And it's like the Shabarang's voice going in and out. Lord, you know, it was Lord of Mercy. Lord. I was like, oh, what the hell? <laughs> it's like, yeah, this is supposed to be the new thing coming. And this is way back. But I remember at the time that I guess I kind of respected it, but I was just like, I don't know. You know, it's not it's not what it is. So to run into uh, IQ maybe a week or so later and to have the same conversation, it was like, yeah, I just heard this the other day. And I remember at one point he was, he just kept going so deep that I just fell asleep. In the <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. He knows. I was just like, Dad, I think I've heard enough. I get yeah. it. You know what I mean? I, I I accept it, but it's you know, this may not be what it is for me, whatever. But uh also credit him for always bringing it up. Yo, we you should try this out. You should mm-hmm. try this out. I'm telling you, just be yourself, just try it out, you know. And uh one day it definitely happened on Liquid Sky, the record was next level shit, featuring myself. And little did we know the effect that record did at the mm-hmm. time. Um, I'm still blown away by uh by what it, you know, that moment in time uh becoming a nice little underground cult classic. And, you know, we had chances to see the world off of that record. You know, mm-hmm. I, I was I wasn't traveling to, as an artist anywhere until that record. I did. I didn't ever had a piece of vinyl with my name written on it, mm. so I was all kind of gas in the, in the, uh, in Geest in two thousand ninety nine two thousand. You know. Um, and so that was yeah. sorry. That was a, like a jungle record, or yeah, that was a jungle record. Okay, that was a jungle. It was a jungle. Actually, yeah, drunk. Yeah, it was a yeah jungle hip hop record. Yeah. Okay. Um, and um, yeah, um, I, it's just really crazy because. Even as that was going along, I was like, okay, so this is if this is where it starts for me, this is where it starts artist-wise speaking. Probably took no more than maybe 2001. I don't know if, I still don't know if it was because of the World Trade Center uh, tumbling, but somewhere after that, I just fell in love with Drum and Bass. Mm. Like literally, mentally, I would drum, I knew that that's where I wanted to be. Yeah. Do, do, do you remember like records specifically that you heard where you were like, I need to stay involved in the scene or was it more just a general vibe or? It was a general vibe because I didn't know the artist, of course, in those early times. I mean, of course, you know, you can mention Frost, Big Bad Heavy. Uh, what's the name of that record that Andy C did? Walk Walk Through the Shadows, is it? But I've, see, here I go messing up titles. No, no, I'm, I'm terrible with drum and bass history. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was like that, and then you had a lot of, you know, just listen, man. And then there was just a lot of dope New York talent that was out here just playing their hearts out every night. And some of those guys were, you know, great producers, and you know, Wally, Pesh Posh, um, you know, just just a lot of heads, man. It it was uh, it was a moment in time. It was a moment in time. It was probably New York's real prime golden era as well from that late mm. 90s to the early 2g to early 2000 mm. and at all i know is that at, at 01 something changed something gave pride started to show and i knew that this is where i wanted to be mm. yeah in the midst of it all yeah. it just felt like home out of the blue yeah yeah <laughs> i yeah i find it amazing when like you speak to drum and bass artists and you can feel mm. that there's a a connection to the scene on a much like deep, a very deep level that yeah. I don't really get in like other genres I listen to, like techno or or even like rock, heavy metal, other fans. You, you don't feel the same sense of like, this is my scene, this is my life that you get yeah. in drum and bass. Yeah, that's just, I, I have to agree with that. Even with hip hop, like hip hop guys, you know, it was about you don't know about hip hop. You don't know, you know, that's what hip hop was for a minute. With drum and bass, it was never really throwing it in your face like that. I just felt like we all just, it was this family feeling of like, there was more inclusion if you, once you got it. You know, Mm. I used to also agree that there was an acquired taste 
But after the years, I say, you know what? We were making that up too. You know, people love <laughs> good music at the end of the day. Yeah. And uh, you know, whatever they hey, there was people, uh, there was a fellow who came to a bookum night and didn't even know he was asking me about drum and bass, but didn't called. Mm. And he was like, Yeah, you know, and Bookum he plays this super atmospheric, soulful, tribal feeling type. And I was so <laughs> lost. And he was like, and then there was this MC on stage that was rocking with him. And I said, oh, that MC, huh? And uh, <laughs> trying to give him the hint. Oh, oh, that MC in Brooklyn Bowl, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know him. that. I, I think I was there. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, as far as stateside, is, it's ways to go for people understanding. But once you get in and you the feeling it does for you, man, is 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 a, is something special. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. I don't think there. <clears throat> maybe it's just because we're in this scene, but I don't feel there's the same thing in in other scenes. But mm-hmm. maybe people say that of of every scene. So <laughs> <laughs> could be, could be as well. I won't, yeah. I won't take that away. Um, I want to hit you with a, a a new segment here that uh, I want to try out. Uh, a quick fire round. So sure. I'm gonna hit you with ten. Uh, short, short questions, short answers. Uh, see how well you do. So, oh. are you ready? I am ready. <laughs> All right. Question one: Any nicknames? Any nicknames? Do you have any nicknames? Uh, Terry. Terry. Uh, yeah, Terry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Best drum and bass memory. Five o'clock in the morning. Six o'clock in the morning with Brian G in Brooklyn. Most embarrassing drum and bass memory. Growing up on my birthday, a concrete <laughs> jungle. That's normal. That's not embarrassing. <laughs> uh, pre-show, pre-show ritual. Space, time, thoughts, and working up the courage. Nice. Best DJ you've shared the stage with. Oh, that's not fair, bro. You can shout if you shout out just one. It's not throwing shade at anybody. If it's just one. okay, uh, uh, I don't know what to say here. <laughs> I don't know what to say. All right, uh, yeah, I don't, I'll, yeah. I'll give you one joker. That's your joker, then. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Favorite venue, either to perform or just attending. Brooklyn Bowl. Occupation if drum, bass, and hip-hop didn't exist. Video. Video, of course. Any, <laughs> any superstitions? Uh, I do have one, but I can't remember it. <laughs> I do have one, but I can't. Don't talk about it until it happens. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. One thing you could change about the drum and bass scene. more stateside more open-mindedness uh overall i don't know that's one thing that works yeah just more open-mindedness is good yeah i like that all right and finally are you team wheels or team doors i don't know if you heard about this no i don't Um, so it's a a bit of context because i don't know how many people heard this i think it was going on on tiktok or social media and it's basically this debate are there more wheels in the entire world or more doors in the entire world? Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with doors. That was a quick one. Doors. Yeah. I said wheels. I think there's, because if you count like every card, there's like every four, card wheels, is four wheels. And then but there's a lot bikes, of houses with a lot of doors. And bicycles and bikes and motorbikes. And yeah, I don't know. All right. Team doors. It's a right. tough one. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Well done, man. Well done. Uh great. I'm gonna slowly, slowly wrap this up. Uh it's been a pleasure chatting with you, man. Really enjoyed this one. Um gonna close off just with a few questions from uh my lovely, lovely patrons. Um got quite a few questions from Nathan here. Um so first one he was asking, what was it like collabing with Cyberpostix and Valiant MC? <laughs> Uh, he's following pretty well. Uh, never <laughs> too late. Uh, Valiant has been wanting me to do something with 
uh, for him for a while. The opportunity came uh, in that song, of course. And uh, I'll be honest, like I was impressed with the production of Cyberposix. They kind of left it to me to sort of just come up with a pretty solid idea, of course. And then the overall to it was like, hey, this is a really classy, touchy record right here. Mm. Um, yeah, so I had fun with Cyber and Valiant. Shout out to both of them. Yeah. Was that on on Focus Focus recordings? I want to say it's Focus, yeah. Yeah, I think it was, yeah. Um, also asking, any guidelines or, yeah, guidelines, tips for clubbing and communicating with other artists to get projects done on time? Very practical <laughs> question. Oh, that's a big, <laughs> you're asking for too much. Um, <laughs> you got to know the person you're working with. Um, um it's nothing wrong with checking in. It's nothing wrong with bothering an artist. Over, I mean, don't don't overdo it, of course. But um, if you got something to be done and you you have time have a time set of what you want to do, it's probably good to just let them know that we need to get this done by this time. Mm. And uh, that will save you a lot of stress. Mm. And if you know, um, I think that's the best. You know, like again, communication is key to a lot of people and a lot of artists want to know how much you want them to work on something too. So always feel, you know, they're going to only tell you the truth at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For me, more communication is always the way to go. You yeah. can't do too much communication in this type of context. So, <laughs> um, this is probably a broad one, so I don't know how specific you can get, but he was asking, can you detail like the hip hop versus drum and bass worlds and, what is it like kind of, I guess, similarities or differences working in those two environments, those two scenes? Uh, if you ask me, there's, uh, music wise to me, there's no difference. For mm. me, it's, it's almost the same. Maybe, maybe this is Francis, maybe you're Neo in the matrix because you somehow get it. And, you know, there's people who will pay trillions <laughs> and they don't know what to do. Uh, but, um, as far as scenes are concerned, the hip hop scene, especially now, it's 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 you know it's it's over the top. You know, it's 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 everything. It's it's got you know people are it's uh, in comparison. When I you know whenever I'm in London and I go to these parties and drum and bass, it's just as thriving. You know, mm. um, just as thriving. Maybe more. Yeah, I'm going to give drum and bass the dancing. There's okay. more dancing in drum and bass. There is dancing in hip hop, but there's a little, there's a difference, different. I like the dancing that happens in drum and bass a little bit more. Mm. Sorry, hip hop homies. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just talking like I see it right now. That's all. No, no, no shade thrown. Yeah. Probably, <laughs> I don't know if hip hop is more like of a vibing, vibing attitude where, whereas, yeah, if you're, if you're dancing to the 174 BPM, then you're, 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 you're properly moving then. Right. And, <laughs> and there's less vocals in DMB. So people are all in the vibes and not trying to repeat everything all the yeah. time. Yeah. Until track comes along and people <laughs> like me, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> All right. And last question from Patreon. And I think it's a great one to end this uh, this chat on. Uh, asking, what do you predict uh, for drone-based vocal work in the future? Any trends, vibes uh, that you see coming in the future? Oh, man. That is a good question. Uh, I'm happy to hear more quality. That's the best way to say. It. I'm happy to hear more quality, and that's from the singers and from the MCs. Uh, I'm happy to see that labels are taking a lot of these vocalists a little bit more serious to create to have these. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's everybody's an artist in the scene, you know. So I just feel it's important for these artists to flourish and have their moment. For as much as they've been on these stages, and as much as they've been involved behind the scenes or whatever, you know, this is. If they're able to create something and in, in uh, and it's pretty well, it should be encouraged. You know, mm -hmm. so the only thing it's going to do is help help the scene grow at the end of the day. So, um, uh, as far as what I see down the line, future wise, uh, I think I'm going to sit down in a seat with all you guys. <laughs> you know, with a with a glass of lemonade and enjoy the ride, man. That's that's pretty much like it. That. Um, yeah, you know, there's a lot of really good stuff out there right now. I'm enjoying Leo Wood. If you ever, if you don't know who Leo Wood is, yeah, yeah, check yeah. out Leo Wood. She's amazing. Uh, you know, yeah, of course, Colette and Rhea, those, they stay busy all the time. Degs, mm. you know, shout, yeah, listen, man, Dusky, this, uh, Dusky's 
he's still familiarly new, but he's been all right. Um, yeah, yeah. The Mighty DRS, Dynamite. Yeah, I can go on. You guys know the names. Yeah, <laughs> we can go on for days here. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> now the future is bright, that's for sure. Yeah. And yeah, on that note, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, love this chat, man. Really nice meeting with you. Uh, bunch of other topics, questions I would have loved to chat about, but I'm sure we'll get a chance to do this again sometime soon. So before we shut off, maybe let people know any upcoming projects that you have, stuff you want to plug, any upcoming events maybe you're playing at if you want to let people know. Uh, well, I'm going to be in Dallas on the 23rd. Uh, if Dallas happens to be in here right now, um, come say hi to the boy. Uh, be happy to see everybody. First time really out and about again since all the prior COVID madness. Um, and I'm about to just re-promote the, uh, the Sonically Speaking project. So if you can head over to Bandcamp, mm -hmm. uh, type up Sonically Speaking and you want to support, so be it. But I'm getting ready to just give it a second ramp over before mm -hmm. we go into uh, the rest of the year. Hip-hop, there's a bunch of hip-hop stuff coming. And there's also, of course, pounds of drum and bass coming. So it's, I'm busy, I'm Hi. happy, and that's what I got. So uh, looking Brilliant. forward for you guys hearing everything. Brilliant. Well, it's been a pleasure, man. Uh, yeah. All the best with your upcoming projects and uh, let's stay in touch then. Yes, yes. Thank you, Simon, for having all me right. through, bro. Salute. Cheers. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye.